We know Taco Bell's food is great. They've even got a whole new cantina menu with fresh new ingredients. Taco Bell is not just for late night anymore with fresh new ingredients like slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Taco Bell is a great destination for your midday fuel. They have amazing menu items like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadilla. I truly do love Taco Bell. I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. It is one of my favorite things to eat. Ooh, don't wait till it's late. Try the new cantina chicken menu now. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now, like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. date me a podcast where me nicole byer tries to figure out how i'm still single even though if we fuck missionary and you eat crackers and get crumbs all over me i'll eat the crumbs and say thank you (laughs) oh that one was dumb okay my guest today is a psychiatrist and a sex therapist. Not a psychiatrist, He's but a, close. A, a, a socioeconomic therapist. <laughs> Wait, what is your title? Psychology. <laughs> oh, boy. That was this good. Is off to a great start. Damn hangover. Wait, a, a, a sociologist? <laughs> Oh, boy, you're going to have to tell me the difference between all of these things. Just do this. Just say sex therapist. Okay, he's a sex therapist. Well, all of this is going in. I don't want any of it edited out. He's a sex therapist and something with a P, Dr. Chris Donahue. What's up? That's the best intro I've ever had in my entire life. (laughs) I constantly fuck up. People's names, people's credits. Uh, I have a touch of ADD. But why am I single? <laughs> I don't know why I'm so single. Yeah, I think you just said it. Uh, because I'm just fucking it up. Focus, Nicole, focus. So what is the difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist? There's a vast difference. So a psychiatrist okay. prescribes meds where psychologists yes. do therapy. Ah, so are all therapists psychologists? You could say so. Just go with that. So psychi- <laughs> So those are synonyms. Okay. Close enough. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to overcomplicate things with you. Please do. I love being confused. I walk through most of my life just very confused. Um, so, what is sex therapy? Do oh, it's a good question. Do people like fuck in front of you and go, "What did no, I do wrong?" No, it's not that interesting. Although it is actually fascinating. Um, basically, I work with people who have issues around relationships or sex. Mm-hmm. It's a specialty. Very few people even know that we exist. But anything with the word sex in it's what I do. Okay. Are you single? Uh, I, I actually am right now. Yeah. Ah. Just out of an engagement. Wow. 
Wow. So you proposed, you were going to get married, and then you were like, fuck you. <laughs> I don't want this. This is bad for me. It wasn't quite that dramatic. Oh, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I would break off an engagement, just by screaming things. And then have the person be like, is this a bit or is this real? And I'd be like, I don't know. Are you dating online? Yes, I'm dating online. I am on Hinge, Raya, Tinder, uh, Bumble. Uh, I was on Coffee Meets Bagel, but I hate that app. Wait, how do you have time for to swipe through all of those? That's a lot. I'm Be- on three, and I'm exhausted. With Which three. three are you on? Um, uh, Raya, mm-hmm. uh, Tinder, and OkCupid. And the reason why I got on Raya was because of Amber Rose, who I work with, ah. and she sent a little. Because mm-hmm. they wanted to waitlist my ass. They waitlisted me for <laughs> two full years. Yeah, that's a long time. Amber Rose taught me that if a dude takes too long to come while you're blowing him, you just prop your leg up and rub your clit and then look at him and go, ooh. <laughs> she she taught me good blowjobs are supposed to sound like mac and cheese. Yep. She also said that to me, yeah. too. Except I don't think she said mac and cheese. She was like, the wetter, the better, girl. Yeah, and I was she's like, a pro. Okay. She's a pro. She's also stunning. She's actually more attractive in person. She really when is. When she has no makeup on. She is so pretty. Uh, the first time I met her, I couldn't stop staring at her. And I was like, oh boy, for anyone to be lucky enough to fuck her, what a dream for you. Like, what a real treat. Well, her boyfriend's lucky. Who's her boyfriend now? Uh, his name is Alex. He's oh. a very, very, very sweet guy. She's Good. She's had a very full year, uh, and she finally found love. So finger, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingies crossed for Amber But she was, on, she was on Raya for a while as well. Was she? Yeah, although she got pseudo catfished. <gasps> she The dude sent the photos. She was texting me. She's like, how hot is this dude? I was like, he looks pretty uh-huh. hot. Do it, do it. She shows up, and he was probably a good 20 years older than the photos. Oh, no. Yeah, it's one of those. You can't catfish Amber Rose. <laughs> also, you <laughs> can't to the best catfish of us. if you're yeah. going to meet up with somebody. They're instantly going to be like, this is wrong. That's why I do. I do the phone call. If I'm before I before I take any oh. of my precious, precious time and energy to show up at a restaurant, mm-hmm. we're going to get on the phone and you can assess through their voice if there's compatibility. Oh, oh, who's got time to go on all those dates? I mean, I don't, but I do. And I go on dates without truly, ever having gotten on the phone. No, I don't just get on based the phone on matching first. on an app. Yes. And we'll text for a little bit. And then I go with a very low expectation. I usually show up very late because I'm the boss. <laughs> you wait for me. Do you show up sober? Usually, yes. Okay. I've showed up a couple of times a little tipsy. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. Dating is awful and soul-sucking, and I hate it. And I really hate, like, inviting someone into my world and my life and then having my little heart broken. It's part of the game. I know, and it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Who's got time for it? But you do it anyway because it's something we all want. We all want love. We all want to feel loved. And I'll, I just... I hate it. I wish I was a person who was like asexual and <laughs> no, like, you don't. No, you fine don't. Fine, not having no, sex don't. and fine, not finding love. And what I, did you do with all of your time? Just work. Yeah, that sounds that sounds unfulfilling. I mean, yes, but it would just make my life so much easier why why is dating so difficult it's supposed to be fun i remember that's what actually what i try to remind people it's supposed to be fun sex is supposed to be fun dating supposed to be fun if it's not fun back away or date different people sex is fun i love sex good i do think i need to take a break right now because i've been like pretty fast and furious dating people and going on a lot of dates and 
just not having anything good happen. So I was like fast and furious from like October to December and nothing worked out the way I wanted it to. So now I'm taking a little siesta, a sabbatical, a little kickback and saying, I guess I focus on me. I don't know. <laughs> Chris, it's all bad. It's all very bad. I don't I don't know what to say to that. Um, I'm proud of you for getting out there for um, two months. You're a sex therapist. Therapize me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, well, you're putting the time in. But look, here's the thing. It's not supposed to be exhausting and depleting. So people should need to take breaks when that starts to happen because mm-hmm. it makes you angry it and resentful. made me angry. Okay. It has made me uh, more sad and tired because I go in and out of town. I'll go on a date with somebody and then I go out of town and then we have to like communicate via text or whatever. And then it's like, I have to split myself between my work and this person I'm trying to date. (sighs) You, you, yeah, it sounds dramatic. Well, listen, I, I, I have a clinical practice, a nightly radio show, a podcast, a new book coming out and I'm traveling for an endorsement deal. And guess what? I'm still talking to five people. Uh, you make yeah. things work if you need it. That's I read something Squeeze online that said that men date six people at a time. <laughs> you are one off from six. How are you talking to five different people? Um, I'm a fast texter. <sighs> That's the best I can give you. Because here's the thing. Look, I'm being serious when I say this. Too many people see dating as the relationship. Dating is what you're doing to decide if you want a relationship. Mm-hmm. So dating's supposed to be numbers. A numbers yes. game. Slowly exploring, slowly comparing, mm-hmm. slowly seeing. My last two relationships, um, they they we went on a date, they stayed over, and they never went home. Years went by. Mm-hmm. I move people in. I am looking for someone to move me in. Well, Nicole, I'm looking for a number six. All right. I guess I'll be number six. (laughs) Oh, baby, what a treat. I've always wanted to be number six on the roster of women. I don't want anyone to treat me as number one. Treat me as number six. Yeah, it's not a bad Uh, place. Less pressure. I guess. I don't know. I just want to be number one in somebody's life. It'll happen. Um, That's what people say. But I've been doing this podcast for a year now, and it has not happened. Also, uh, I don't know what people want from me. And I don't know if people are matching with me because like, if I was a person who is not in the public eye, I don't know if they'd be matching with me. And that's a weird question to ask somebody. No, I actually, I think that there's nothing wrong with uh, acknowledging that part of what makes you great or fun and what's, you know, going to be a best part about dating you is that component. I don't think there's any shame in that. You want someone who likes you, obviously, yes. for you. But I think that there's something exciting about dating people that have really um, fascinating careers. Everyone I've dated is in the industry in some capacity. And I was happy to take advantage of what that brought into my life. And if mm-hmm. someone said, you know, like, Dr. Chris, I'm dating you because of some of the people you get to work with. I'd be like, yeah, that's part of the fun of it. Own that. If you were dating someone who called you Dr. Chris, I think <laughs> you got to get rid of them and get down to four. Actually, what's funny is my my ex did porn, and I was once said that in public I needed to use the porn name, and that's when I started saying, that's cool, and call me Dr. Chris. Mm. Wait, you had to use her porn name? Uh, it was actually a dude. I date guys and girls. Oh, okay. Why did you have to use his porn name? That's his public persona. So you couldn't just call him his name? Couldn't oh, I guess it. that makes sense. Yeah. Huh. If you did porn, what would your porn name be? Dr. D. <laughs> I love that you had an answer See, double, on And there's the a spin on that, ready. right? The D, the D starts to change, right? The meaning. Well, I don't get it. 
I'm kidding. Oh, okay. I get it. I make jokes for a living. Um, I guess my poor name would be uh, Fat Little Chocolate Monster. <laughs> That's a good one. It'll sell well. Uh, That'll yeah. sell well. Fat Little Chocolate Monster fucks again. I don't know if anyone would buy that. No, it sounds like a mess. <laughs> uh, you've spoken to me for 10 minutes now. What's wrong with me? I don't know where to begin. <laughs> oh no. Okay, begin begin in the middle. Oh man. Um you got to slow down a bit. You got to <laughs> slow down a bit. If this was okay. a first date, I think I'd be a little overwhelmed. Okay. This I mean this is how I speak to people. Is this really? Yes. So if I if I crash one of your dates, this is what I'd see? Yeah. Wow, yeah. <laughs> I think they're leaving overwhelmed. Okay. And also make sure you ask them questions about themselves. It's really important. That's how people walk away feeling really heard. I do try to ask men questions about themselves and women because I also, you know, fucking date everybody. Good, good. Uh, I try. Yeah, I try to be like, tell me about you. But then a lot of people are real fucking boring. Yeah, I agree with that, actually. You're just like sitting there like, oh, my God, we've been talking about mashed potatoes for the last 20 minutes. I mean, they're good, but like, why do you have such strong opinions about mashed potatoes? Actually, I love mashed potatoes, and I could probably talk about them for 25 minutes. And I, have it be I'm popping. actually a really big fan of potato products, but waffle fries are my number one. Waffle fries are good because you can stack things on them, and they become like little edible plates. I never did it like that. I'm a professional fat person. I will make all food fun. Well done. Um, okay, <laughs> so I can see how someone would be overwhelmed uh, upon first meeting me, uh, I don't know how to be chill. I'm not a chill person. Really? You've always been that way? Yeah. What was that like in school? Um, well, I had undiagnosed ADD, so yeah. teachers did not like me. But that actually, you're, you're, t- you're bringing up a really important topic, which is, you know, if they medicated that away from you and they shamed it enough, you would have lost what helped you build an entire career. Mm-hmm. That's how I see a lot of my stuff. Like when I was a kid... Teachers and doctors tried to shame some of that stuff in me as well, but mm-hmm. I personally built a career. That and also tattoos. Like the more tattoos I get, the more schooling and career stuff I built. So ah. got to see the beauty in those differences. What was your first tattoo? A really, really, really bad one across my pelvis that mm-hmm. I got at 16 at a house party by some girl. And then I had sex with her while my friends watched after she tattooed me. Hey, now, what a dream. Yeah, it was a real party in high school. I guess so. Why did your friends watch? Whose idea was that? That's what you do when you're 16. Mm, not all 16-year-olds, <laughs> I'll tell you that. We were, we were a fast-moving bunch. Where did you grow up? <clears throat> Philadelphia. Mm. I also dated these amazing girls that would be like, we would go to these house parties, make out, and then they'd be like, here, kiss my male best friend. And so it was Mm -hmm. a lot of like, you know, bisexual swapping. I did not have a high school experience like that. It was just a lot of drinking and passing out. What city are you from? I'm from Middletown, New Jersey. Really? Uh, Yeah. Why? Do you know Middletown? No, but I'm from Philly. Yeah. It's pretty close. Yeah. I'm not familiar with Middletown. I've never heard of it, though. I mean, it's a shitty little town in Jersey where oh, nothing exciting ever happens. Bless. But there is a great Dairy Queen. <laughs> oh, man. That's all you got. Ooh, you should have come to Philly. I love Dairy Queen. I don't like Philly. I don't like Pennsylvania. What a rectangle of trash. Yeah, Philly's, Philly, I mean, Philly's actually gotten a little bit better, but when I lived there, it was there wasn't much happening. That's why I had to run up to New York. Mm-hmm. How long were you in New York? About five years. I was in New York for eight years. I love New York. But every time I go back, I'm like, ugh, this is exhausting. Yeah, it burns me out. I prefer L.A. I like L.A. too. It is a little slower paced. I work more here. I'll live here probably till I pass away. Okay, what else is wrong with me? <laughs> I feel like I that, okay. Um, 
If you could just cover the two things I already said, I think you're doing pretty good. Oh, really? Just be less? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm not, it's not that you're too much. It's just, I think early on, it could be overwhelming to someone. Yeah. Okay. But like, this is what they're going to get if they stick around. It's great. All right. So upon first date. Okay. So coach me through a first date. I should be a little quieter. Ask questions about them. What else? Uh, I, that's that's it. That is the entire first date. Okay. Should I sleep with these people on the first date? I, I'm a fan of having sex sooner than later. Okay. Because it's an important level of compatibility that doesn't just figure itself out. And I'm not a fan of people attaching or creating some kind of relationship having not explored that. Because mm-hmm. then you end up in my office and that's what I do as a sex therapist. Mm-hmm. Like we love each other. We think each other is really attractive. We want to build a life together, but the sexuality is not happening. And it's like, I can't make ah. someone have sexual chemistry if they don't have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sexual chemistry is a very interesting thing. It's funny when you're like attracted to someone and then you like try to fuck them and you're like, oh, this is bad. Yeah. It ruins, you all, don't it ruins know everything. You fucking do anything. But there's people that will delay that as long as possible as though it doesn't matter. That's crazy to me. Want to look at my Tinder profile? Yes. I want to read the uh, bio. Okay, so, okay, here we go. Uh, well, I'm glad you clarified what thought means, because if you just had that, definitely a thought. I think it might throw mm-hmm. people off. I guess you can say, okay, so here's what Nicole says. It says, definitely a thought, the happiest out there. I guess you can say I'm looking for the greatest love of my life or the greatest dick of my life. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't want to shame your slutty hood, because sure. we're, we're very pro-slut. Mm-hmm. Um, I would pull out that you're also looking for the greatest dick of your life. Okay. Oh, wait, hold on. I'm looking at your photos. There's a picture of you with a gigantor dildo. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. I would I would take the dildo pick out. Okay. Um, I like you with the dog. There's two of you bent over. <laughs> you're showing your you're you're showing your fun. You're comfortable with yourself. I mean, you're letting people you know what you're working with. You gotta see a whole body before you meet somebody. I don't want anyone to think I'm smaller than I am. That's just a lie. I think the picture of you with the gigantic dildo you should delete. Okay. And if that's coming from me, you really need to because I'm I'm sex positive <laughs> as all sorts of hell. Uh huh. All right. So I gotta. All right. And wait, when people wait, when you match with people, do they call that out? They don't mention that dildo at all. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. I think it's a good barometer because like if you point it out and then can move past it, I'm like, oh, okay. So like you A thought it was funny. B thought it was intriguing. C, you can move the fuck on. I, I'm so on the fence about that stuff. Like if you read mine, you would think it was a little more watered down than I am in that. Like when I talk about some of the work I do, mm-hmm. like the sex stuff, it, it can freak some people out. But on the other hand, it needs to, if it is. And I want to know that because what that's what my life is. What is the sex stuff you do? Well, I mean, okay. So I have a podcast with Amber Rose mm-hmm. and we talk explicitly about sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, I work in my clinical practice you know, just specifically with people's sex lives. Mm -hmm. So I'm really comfortable talking about sexuality. Um, I'm quite kinky myself. So I Mm -hmm. don't like dating people that are vanilla sexually. Uh, I'm sexually fluid. That stresses people out. Honestly, I'm pretty much open for anything as long as the other person's into it. Okay. Have you ever been shitted on? (laughs) No, that's, (laughs) I think that's the one thing that hasn't that hasn't happened. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't think I could ever shit on somebody. You'd be surprised. I. I really don't think I could. Even if. Okay. Even intoxicated, if the person was begging for it. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it would I'd turn be like, you off. I don't think it would turn me off. Sometimes it's loose. <laughs> so it would just be a real big mess to clean up. Oh, girl. 
That's that's truly the only reason. And then it's like, ugh, so now we got to do laundry? Well, did you come? I sure didn't. I was worried about the loose shit yeah, running it, down your chest. It's a hard transition out of, right? Yeah. That's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. How do you just go to dinner right after that? I mean, you'd have to go to dinner before to get all the shits up in you. <laughs> Eat a big old meal, maybe a little bit of cheese, get it going. Yeah, that's a party. Yeah, you're a handful. <clears throat> but I think it's good. I think it's good. You know, let let people know what they're in for. I I don't know how to like turn it off. I, I don't know. I guess I could be more boring. No, don't be boring. I don't know. What's the wildest thing someone has come to you sexually with? That I can't really talk about. Why? Because I honor the work I do. Um, do you have to take a Hippocratic oath? Yeah, somewhat. And, you know, the people that come to me, they they beautifully allow me into their private lives. And so I try to kind of honor that. Um, okay. But, but I can say this. So on my radio show, people publicly call in. And that's where I think some of the juicier things get okay, brought up. Okay, give me some juice from your radio show. Well, this one wasn't a call-in, but this was something me and Amber were talking about where there's a story. Tell me if you've heard this about a mom and a daughter who are not only sharing the daughter's boyfriend, <laughs> but they ha- all have sex together. No, I did not hear yeah. about this. Yeah, it's very it's very 2019. I don't think I could fuck my mom. Well, Nicole, you're trapped in 2018. Well, she's also dead, so I physically <laughs> yeah, can't fuck my mom. Difficult. Yeah. Unless I dug that bitch up and said, let's go to town on these bones. Well, luckily you're spared that. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah that's a little wild. I Yeah, I don't think I could be sexually... In like my sister, like I don't think I could fuck with my sister. I don't know. I think she'd be too awkward. That's yeah. honestly the real reason. Yeah, I think well, she'd be in the corner being like, Nicole, that's wild. Is she back in Jersey? No, she lives in Chicago and she's very quiet. <laughs> she in a relationship? No, we both have abandonment issues. I've said this a bunch on the podcast. Both my parents are dead, so we believe that if we find someone to love us, they're going to just go away like our parents did. <clears throat> you're actually where you're supposed to be. You don't, you know, in your early 30s, these days you're supposed to still be kind of exploring, figuring things out and focusing on your career. So don't don't panic. I mean, I'm in a, fl- a full-blown panic at all times yeah. because I'm like, what if I die tomorrow and I I have loved nobody? And like my obituary won't say survived by her loving husband. <laughs> It'll be survived by a bunch of fucking friends. It'll say nailed it. I hope not. <laughs> I would literally come back from my death to then kill myself if my obituary said nailed it. Are you? Is it hard for you to live that down? People love saying it to yeah. me. And it's, people it's will follow scream you for a very at me long time. on the street, nailed it. This dude almost hit me with a car and he's like, I almost nailed it. And I was like, you don't get to do that after you almost hit me. People love screaming it during shows. Uh, and then people unconsciously say it because it's a phrase. So people yeah. are like, oh, yeah, I nailed it. And I'm like, I have like PTSD. And I'm like, oh, this is a trigger. This is a trigger for me. Because well, I hear it all day long. But when we're congrats shooting. at the same time, because that means you're part of something iconic. Thank you. I mean, I love it. It's a great show. I'm having fun. Uh, all the crew members are married, so like, there's no love there, except for this one camera operator who I was supposed to go out with, but then he like uh, bailed on me three times, so then I was like, peace out, I'll see you when we shoot, and then I can't wait to bring it up. <laughs> That's um, just your Chris, life. Yes. we have to take a break. Yeah. 
Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Shift gears in your wardrobe without a complete and expensive overhaul. Dressy stuff, trendy going out clothes, casual tops and premium jeans, sweaters, outerwear, vacation fits, you name it. For just $98 a month, you get a choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. Fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus, the option to buy what you love. I like Newly a lot because... Sometimes I don't want to like own a sparkly thing because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to wear it more than once. Also, I have a ton of sparkly things and Newly is very good at like having a sparkly thing that I'll wear once and then I can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DATEME20. Just go to Newly.com, N-U-U. L-Y.com that's newly with two U's and enter the code DATEME20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com newly with two U's with code DATEME20 newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that Everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DateMe today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DateMe. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. 
Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> Without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back. Wasn't that a lovely break? <laughs> yeah, we got a lot done during that break. We truly did. Um... Let's see. What question? I don't have any like sex questions. Well, ask me about Tenga. You remember that? You know that nice box of sex toys you got? Oh, Tenga. Yes, that. <laughs> yes, tell me about Tenga. What's Tenga? <laughs> well, did you look at the toys? I did. And there's a nice little cock ring in there that I'm finna to use on somebody or with somebody. <laughs> and then there's those eggs that you jizz in. Well, oh, did you actually open those? No, but I watched a video of a man jizzing okay. in it. So Tenga has a product called the Tenga Egg. And that's that's the one that I give to people. And that's my favorite mm-hmm. because it's the most honest, which is guys are lazy sexually. Mm-hmm. And guys are lazy masturbatorily. Okay. Where women are the ones that are willing to like take time to shower or to mm-hmm. get a sex toy or to use the sex toy. Guys just want to rub one out and be done. And that's why the egg is perfect because it's one use. There's lube in there. Mm-hmm. It's small. You can throw it in your bag, take it with you. Um, that's my favorite one. That's what I give to guys. very funny that it comes in a carton, like a little it's an jizz egg. egg carton. It's an egg. Those in the cups also, they have the cup, which is also disposable. You know, I wish I want people to care more about their sexuality and masturbation is always treated as just like, you know, something you do as a kid or something mm-hmm. you do if you're single or don't have a partner. But um, it's an important thing. I think so. It relieves stress. I love masturbating. I masturbate every night right before bedtime. Not a girl. <laughs> you have to come every single day. That's what I think. Do you do you crash at night or do you like I'm trying to I'm trying to <laughs> think about your energy patterns. No. So you you jump out of bed doing like a backflip, hit the ground running, mm-hmm. and then you run, run, run all day, mm-hmm. and then you don't just like pass out and crash. No. I have a very hard time falling asleep. Wow. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't stop. No, I'm exhausted all the time. Yeah. It's very exhausting being me. Um, but I will sleep like I like uh, when I landed in New York on Friday, I got to my hotel, then like napped for three hours and then went out. So like I, I try to get my little sleeps in when yeah. I can. Yeah. But I just I don't know. It's just how I am. I'm just a I just have a lot of energy. I don't know how to not have energy. No, it's good. Thank you. It's good. It's it's just it's new for some people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I also uh I was dating this dude who hated that I would never sit in my assigned seat at the arc light. I also I just like I like to make up my own rules. Like far away from your assigned seat or nearby? 
Uh, anywhere I fucking want. Wow, look at you. Because usually I'm late, so the movie's like. Why are you, Why are you late for everything? Um, because it's very time is a construct. Time what is isn't time? real. Time isn't real. What is time, All right, man? I, get, I get it. I get uh, it. So yeah, you just, just so basically you just do what you want. Kind of. Okay. Also, I just uh, you know, before I leave my house, I have to play with my dog for a little bit. <laughs> I will always find something to do when I have to be somewhere. So, like, the movie's already started, and if it's not full, you sit wherever the fuck you want. So you you do know that you're the girl that we all hate when we're there on time <laughs> trying to watch our movie. Uh-huh. And you come in with, like, popcorn spilling everywhere, uh-huh. making us all stand up. Uh-huh. And you're probably talking. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, I talk through movies. <laughs> Ooh, I love you are You are, you are actually movies. the reason why I don't go to the movies anymore. Hey! I watch them at home because of people like yes, you. Yes, you yeah. better believe half the time I have a <laughs> bottle of wine and I'm going to town. Oh my God. You're probably the one during the horror movies <laughs> that at the most stressful, <laughs> tense moment, which is the only moment you're truly there for, you're the one who then starts in on a conversation. Mm-hmm. a girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. That's just who I am. I don't know. I just want a boyfriend. <laughs> I just want someone to be like, I love this mess of a person. No, they will. They will. They will. It's just going to take a little time. People have to get out of their system thinking that they want something more stable. What do you mean? I mean, you don't know me, but I no, can be. No, Chris, I don't. Uh, I can be a lot. I'm a little tired today, or else my energy level would probably be where yours is at. Okay. So much so that I've been on dates before where literally the next day they're like, Were you on blow at the really? date? Yeah, because I was so nonstop with my movement, mm. my talking. And I realized that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm built for people later in life. Mm-hmm. Like when you think you want something stable and solid, I'm not, that's not me. That's not you. Mm -hmm. But a few years after that, when you realize you just want something really fun and dynamic, then you come to daddy. Ugh. When will someone come to mama? (laughs) I, yeah. I also just like worry about entering a relationship with somebody because I'm gone a lot. Yeah. I, when I'm here in LA, I'm working a lot. So it has to be someone who's like very happy with their life and is happy that I want them in my busy life and that I've made time for them. Yeah. But like you have to be okay alone. But is it that your career has to come before theirs or are you willing to also partake in their life and what they're doing? Because their work might not be as interesting mm-hmm. as yours. I'm willing to participate in okay. whatever work they do, whatever they think is interesting. So if you date a lawyer, you're going to go to their like gala. Yeah. Okay. I, I If they wanted me to go to a gala and I was free and available, I would go. Uh, but like, I'm not going to stop my career for anybody. Yeah. Like I'm not going to miss work because they're like, I want you to be home. I'd be like, no, yeah. so sorry about that. Yeah. Which might be, you know, bad, but I just refuse. My career will always come first. Yeah. And you- well, that's your safety. That's where the abandonment comes in. you right now. Your career isn't abandoning you. It's always there for mm-hmm. you. It feels good. Uh, you don't well, trust also that people do that. Also, my career can't abandon me. My career yeah. is self-motivated. Yeah. Uh, if it were to derail, it would be because I'm not putting in the work. Uh, and I'll always put in the work. I'm always writing. I'm always performing. I'm always doing shit. Uh, yeah. And somebody has to just like, be okay with that. Just just don't hide in it. I, I did that for a long time where I was, I thought I was quote unquote working hard on my career, but what I was kind of doing is just making myself not available mm-hmm. and I was hiding. And so I was dating people and they were leaving saying that I was working too much, but I took mm-hmm. that like as in a, like, Oh, that's great. Well, of course I'm working too much. Like what a compliment. I realized, nah, relationships and people have to be as important as our careers. Like they, mm-hmm. you have to find a place for literally both of them to be as important. 
Because mm. I'll tell you, later in life, when you look back, you'll be glad you did everything you did career-wise, but you will be glad if you also put time into relationship. It won't be enough to just say, well, I really did all my career stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am trying to make time, but not right now. Right now, <laughs> I've given up. Just for now. Just for the month of December. Well, you're I... still online, so you're in the game a little bit. Yeah, but I'm not answering anybody. I'm not... Oh, wow. Okay. I'm not doing it. So you're matching but ignoring. Mm-hmm. No, you're that one. Sorry about <laughs> it. Sorry. I'll come find you when I'm ready. <laughs> oh, man. Good times. I mean, is it? You seem to have such a positive outlook. Well, also, you got five bitches in the stable. Yeah. Or... Hoes? No. What's a gender non-specific word? Hoes. Hoes is pretty gender non-specific, right? Five hoes in the stable. Not if not if they all hear about the hear this podcast. They'll be like, "Am I number one or number three <laughs> or number two or number four? Oh, what funny. number? I hope you get texts that are like, "What number? How am I? How do you have? I honestly, how do you have time for five different people? You do don't... you see all five people like once a week? No, I, I work like 8 a.m. till about 10 p.m. every day, Monday, th- Monday through Friday. So it's more about if I have time during the day for a lunch or coffee, and then I just try to squeeze everyone on the weekends as best as I can. But that means I don't get to see everyone even once a week. Hmm. And people are okay with this? You have to be. It's kind of like what you were saying. I'm not going to, you know, shut down all the things I'm getting mm-hmm. to do. It's a really fun time right now. I think that's why I I can really I I max out at like three people. Yeah. Because I try to see everybody once a week, just because I I don't know I like I, I like having sex at least once a week. So I gotta see somebody. That's not bad. Once, once a, a week. week, you can pull that off. Yeah, but it is a little exhausting because it'll be like I only have Tuesday and Wednesday free. All right, I'll see you Wednesday. Great, we hang out, and then I'm gonna get on a six a.m. flight on Thursday. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot, but it is something I want. So I am. So wait, will you will you date a like a very overt fan? Like on Tinder, it's possible someone doesn't know who you are. Mm-hmm. But if you are doing a show and then afterwards someone comes up and hits on you, is that comfortable for you? Uh, yeah, but it has never happened. Okay. I mean, it's happened maybe twice. Well, uh, it's probably. I mean, uh, it's that's an intimidating experience to go to someone's show, to someone who's the star of something, and then have the confidence to hit on them afterwards as a quote unquote normal person. Women do it all the time. Men have so many chuckle fuckers. Women do not have chuckle fuckers. I believe it. Uh, I don't think it's the compliment I get from men a lot is, uh, I didn't know who you were before this. My friend dragged me here, but you were actually pretty funny. You should keep doing this. And I'm like, Oh, cool. I'm so glad that you gave me the confidence to keep going. Uh, Men love to give a backhanded compliment. Yeah. Or I, I've been hit on by men who came with women who are obviously with that woman. And I'm like, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, that's rough. Like I was in uh, D.C. last weekend. And during my show, I was doing a joke about how being fat and being beautiful aren't mutually exclusive. And I said, beautiful. And this man in the audience went, sexy. And I was like, what are you doing? Screaming synonyms? What's wrong with you? And he was like, you're sexy. And I was like, great. I know. You're not adding anything new to this. And then his wife was like, he loves you. And I was like, great. 
great, cool. And he's like, I love your body. And I said, great. I'm so glad we're having this conversation while I'm fucking at work. Then he like did an outline of my body. And I was like, you just outlined Grimace. This, this is not fun for me. Uh, and then I like said a couple things back. And then I was like, you have to shut the fuck up. Like you can't just talk during a show. Uh, but yeah, like it's usually men who are with somebody and they're like, I like you. And I'm like, well, you're unavailable. Also, you're screaming during a show. You're a little troll, and I would never fuck you. Wow. You can't scream during a show. I learned that. I learned that. You can't, Why would you ever? I, I dated a comedian, and I learned that very quickly. Yeah. It's, Although it's hard, because sometimes you all say stuff that's a little problematic. I, I don't know specifically if you do, mm-hmm. but like we're at that moment now where it's hyper-social justice mm-hmm. and so people are kind of like calling things back, so... Yeah. I don't think it's super problem. I I talk a lot about myself. That's why it works. So, I mean, if you have a, like, if you find it problematic that I'm talking about weight in a certain way, it's like, well, it's my body. Yeah. I'm talking about my body. No, I went to, are you familiar with the Ice House in In Pasadena? I've never been, but yeah. Okay. So I went there twice because, you know, I was dating a comedian and it was shocking the shit that people were getting up there saying like, cis hetero white dudes getting up yeah. there and saying straight up homophobic yeah. shit. And I'm looking around going like, no one's saying anything. No, and people are laughing and that's the scariest yeah. part. And the overt racism that still flies like, okay, it's a combo. Number one, the overt racist stuff, but then also the the lazy, we've all heard that. Like one of them mm-hmm. was telling the Asian nail lady joke. Like number one, we all <sighs> heard that for decades. Yeah. Uh-huh. Not funny, boo. Number two, that's fucking racist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's yeah. going on? I don't know why people think it's okay to like get up on a stage and say something racist or sexist or homophobic or xenophobic. But it like I was at a show where a guy was telling I don't even remember the premise of the joke, but the punchline was essentially like black hookers are free because they're shit. And I I don't talk during shows. I don't heckle. But I just said, no, you can't. No. And then he was like, oh, somebody's angry. And then he like went into another pretty like racist thing. And I was like, stop. Like it was just if that it was just I couldn't sit there. And like the audience was groaning. But like he needed to know that there weren't groans that are like, oh, wow, he went there. It was like groans that are like, I can't believe you fucking went there. So like that's the like the one time I've heckled. Yeah, because comedy shouldn't hurt. No. And right? there is a line. Yeah, like, it there can has be to be. Biting. But, like, you have to be able to release the tension in a way where, like, people don't leave a show feeling worse than they did coming in or, like, during your set being like, is this person, like, an awful person? But it's rare for comedians to be willing to talk like you're talking. Like, a lot of them defend it. And it's it's mm-hmm. just so fascinating to me. Um, there was also a guy who had a sign that listed all the problematic things he'll say in a show. And it was almost like a waiver you were signing on, you know, entering his show. Like, just so you know, I say all mm-hmm. this messed up stuff Enter your own risk. And it was like, I hadn't seen that before. So I that's mean, at least a step forward. Not okay, but still at least he's like yeah. letting you know, I'm going to make you, you know, I'm going to be attacking all different minorities. But <laughs> as, as I do the work, I do more and I'm very, my values are very feminist and social justice. that stuff is just not something I can sit through mm-hmm. quietly. It is. That is wild. I've never heard of anyone being like, Enter your own risk. Yeah. I'm going to talk about everybody. Like, yep. 
there's comedians like I love Anthony Jeselnik and he tells like tons of dead baby jokes and mm. like very misogynistic jokes but like they're very well written and I feel like it, there's a whimsicality to him that you're like I don't think he's murdering babies like I think he, they're jokes like a lot of them are jokes but then like somebody can get on stage and you're like I feel your hatred I feel in your soul that you're like this is a joke based in my truth and it's nasty and you're like this that's bad that for me is like not okay uh but yeah comedy is a very very interesting fine line and that's why i try to talk about myself and if somebody says oh your joke was offensive because of x y and z i don't apologize for the joke because at the time i thought it was funny but in the future i will adjust it or like i'm not going to just ignore it and be like well fuck you that was funny i'll go all right well let me think about it and then i'll stop telling the joke for a while and then usually I'll be like, oh, I understand where they were coming oh, from. I love that. Let it's me great. not do that. Yeah. Like I told, uh, it's not even a funny joke, but this was like years and years and years ago. I was like, I have an imaginary boyfriend and he beats me. And that's just like, you know, an ism of where like I'm at in my head. Even my imaginary boyfriends are bad to me. And then someone was like, well, like abuse isn't funny. Like it's I get what you're trying to say that like men are bad to you even in your imagination but like women that's triggering that's triggering for a woman to hear and at the time I was like yeah but like it's my joke but then I like really thought about it and was like oh a it's not that funny yeah b it is awful to try to well, make and a you're joke not, about in abuse. that joke you're not even just talking to that one girl you're talking to like 80 percent of girls yes to a lot of women yeah. who've been that's abused. a big one that's a and, big one yeah and it was just like oh yeah, of course that's offensive to people. And it should be offensive to men, too. It should be offensive to everybody. So then I was just like, yeah, I can't do that. And, yeah, it's it's like a, a lot of, not soul-searching when you're doing comedy, but, like, truly just keeping your ear to the ground to be like, is is this is this worth it? Is it and worth it about, to say this out loud? And how about when you look back at your life, wanting to have a legacy that wasn't rooted in, you know, oppression? Yeah. Like, I want to look back at my life and know I did something meaningful that helped change or progress mm -hmm. culture, not, you know, part of like Trump's America. Yeah. I mean, we're living in shitty times. Even even in my field, psychology and therapy, um, it's rooted in really offensive values. Mm -hmm. And so that's why, you know, I work with the people I work like Amber to try to just give people a more body positive, sex positive, healing psychology. Mm -hmm. Psychology is a mess. Yeah, my therapist is pretty, like, when I first started seeing her, she was like, well, what is your goal? And I was like, I don't know how to fix me. And she's like, why? And I was like, I don't know, because I feel broken. She's like, well, you're not broken. Nobody's broken. Uh, and also, we're not going to fix you. We're going to have you learn to accept you. Mm, and I was like, good. okay. So it's been like a year and a half, maybe two years. And it has been so helpful that, like, I respond to things in a very in a way that's like heightened. I'm a heightened personality. So like when something upsets me, like it, it upsets me. And I've learned that like I can be upset in the moment and I can't react, especially if someone has made me upset. I have to take some time, let time pass. And then I can respond like a human hmm. and not like an insane person. Good. And that was a very hard lesson to learn, but like good it's I it's been helping my personal interactions with friends and, you know, people I meet. I love therapy. I think it's good. <laughs> uh, but I do. Like, OK, 
What do you think is more intimate, sex or kissing? Uh, I, I actually think sex and kissing are the same thing. Oh, okay. It's just two different, I mean, two different parts of your body building intimacy and connecting with another person. I mean, I think that's the problem is we, we tend to, when we talk about sex, we think it's penetration, but mm -hmm. I, you know, sexuality mm -hmm. is all of these all encompassing things, but we tend to make, and that's actually the problem is to people think that if you don't have penetration, it wasn't real sex mm -hmm. or it wasn't successful sex. And not everyone's actually interested in penetration. Um, I try to help people diversify their sexuality mm -hmm. so it's not just rooted in that. That gets boring. I think the definition Depends. of sex is, did you come? <laughs> not everyone and comes. What? <laughs> what do you mean not everyone comes? But that's why masturbation is so important in sex toys. It helps people. There's a, there's a, I work with a multitude of people where um, they're either delayed, they have delayed orgasms or they quote unquote think they come too fast. And it goes back to what you just said about your therapy, which is there's no right way or right, a or right length of time in which to mm -hmm. orgasm. Some people, it takes a lot longer. Some people, a lot quicker. Just we have to learn to kind of accept and go but you with that. said people. Some people don't come. Um, yeah, there are some people, uh, guys and girls that I work with, where it takes a lot for them to either be relaxed enough to be able mm -hmm. to orgasm because it takes relaxation, or for them to be aroused enough to orgasm. And there's a multitude of reasons as to why. And what do you tell them to do in case someone's listening and they they don't come? Well, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, it's not as simple as just like here's this one quick thing to do. I mean, I work with some people for months and years mm -hmm. on this. Um, but number one, it's like, is the sex you're having worth having? Mm. Some people aren't coming because the sex having is really boring and not arousing and not what they want, but mm. they're not confident asking for what they want ah. or there's no sexual chemistry and compatibility. So mm -hmm. like weigh in on that first. Mm -hmm. Ask for what you want. If you want to get tied up, let that person know. That's right. You want to get choked? Let them know. That's right. I'll say it on the first date. <laughs> <laughs> what will you say? The first time I have sex with someone, I'm like, hurt me. That's what I like. <laughs> do it you can't truly hurt me that's good because i'm dead inside no i'm kidding i'm not dead inside but i just i like to be hurt yeah and that's something i am into i like it for you hey thank you you never said any specific kinks that you have yeah, well, because for me, it doesn't live outside of the person. It's a very co-created thing. Oh. So I'm not turned on by anything that someone else isn't turned on by. So it's kind of more like, what do we like together? Or what are some things you're interested in? Let me see if I'm interested in them. But there's no like, you know, universalized ones. It's pretty All dynamic. right, fine. I know. That's like the over-intellectual answer. Oh, how boring. I know. I know. Oh, boy. I know. I'm well, the worst. Well, I think we've come to the end. Dr. Chris... Do you have anything you want to promote? Yeah. My new book, Rebel Love, comes out in January. Um, and my nightly radio show, Love Line, and my weekly podcast with Amber Rose. Yes, yes, yes. And Lots where can they find this podcast? Uh, podcast is Podcast One and also Apple Podcasts, I think. Sick, 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 sick. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. Rated five stars on iTunes. If you send me a nasty little message, I'll read it on the podcast. I forgot to look for one to read today, so I'll make up one. Uh, if you say something like, I'll sit on your face until your ball, until, let's see, no, okay. Uh, if, <laughs> yeah, we got if, it. If you uh, send me a message that's like, um, uh, I'll sit on your face and I'll make you choke on my balls. I'll read it out loud on the podcast. 
Uh, unless I forget to screenshot it, and then I'll make up one. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. This has been a Team Coco production. Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two, but three presidents of the United States on our recent episode of Smartless. That's because President Biden, a returning guest, brought two of his favorite pals, former Presidents Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, all joined us for unforgettable conversation. It's a historic episode of Smartless as we pry into the minds of these remarkable leaders. We'll cover everything from their time in office, America's responsibilities in the world, and their personal passions in an episode full of some candid stories, insightful perspectives, and a few surprises along the way. Whether you're a political junkie or just curious about the inner workings of the Oval Office, this episode is a must-listen. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to hear from three of the most influential figures in recent American history. Follow Smartless on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to Smartless ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. When your space has the long-lasting, noticeable scent of Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist, you'll want to invite everyone over. From book club to reality TV watch parties, even the in-laws. It smells... Amazing. Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist is infused with two times more essential oil versus regular Airwick Essential Mist for our most authentic, nature-inspired fragrance experience. Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist is perfectly portable and effortlessly easy, the way fragrance should be. Now that's a breath of fresh Airwick.